0: So Jamar, what does it mean to be black and Christian in 2020?
1: Oh man, how long you got Doc? got time, I got time, I got time, got time. Let's talk about it. It is exhausting, you know, hashtag I'm tired, but it feels like, it's like when you're in the car, right? And, and the needle's already on E and you're just driving, wondering how far you can go on an empty tank. And that's what it feels like in 2020, that we're pouring out and pouring out and pouring out. Never catch a break, never have a moment to fill back up. And so it's, it's exhausting.
0: Yeah. And I also think it's interesting because there is this sense in which now we finally feel permission and I guess internal permission because we're not taking it from the outside majority context, but we feel internal permission to be ourselves. But we don't know what that looks like because we're mm. trying to navigate what does it mean to be fully ourselves and to fully flourish in a context that denies it. And I think that especially ties in with the Christian element because there are so many people, I have to tell you, I talk to people every single week I know from knew. across the country who are saying, how do I navigate this in my setting, which doesn't necessarily affirm the dignity that I've been created with and doesn't really give me a pathway to flourish.
1: I, I think what you're saying is so important. And I think one of the fundamental problems is that injustice robs us of imagination. Mm. Injustice robs us mm. of imagination because we are so occupied with survival, with with dealing with the, the latest murder, dealing with the latest slight or slur, the latest injustice, that we're constantly in survival mode and we never have the opportunity to dream and to imagine and to envision who we are and what we could be if we had the space to do so. And so now we're getting to a point where, where we really need to, to take stock and, and, and have that prophetic imagination to envision a reality that is not yet here, but one that it is possible.
0: Yeah, I think you're saying also that Shalom has been robbed from black Christians, that we've been robbed of the opportunity to experience wholeness as God has intended for us too. And so navigating that reality is something we've been doing, not just in 2020, But for probably about a decade now, you know, slowly that awakening and slowly trying to figure out what does it mean to be black and Christian and is there intersection and does God care? I think even now still it lingers in the back of our heads sometimes. Is it possible? Can we do this? And can we flourish as we are both of these identities?
1: right and those two are not mutually exclusive that you can be black and christian and that is totally fine in a society that tells you you should separate divide or sacrifice one or the other that's why i think the work at the witness is so important because i I really fundamentally believe that that a major part of our work is liberation is freeing black people black christians and even other people from the strictures, the boundaries, mm-hmm. the bonds of how people have defined us in the past.
0: And I love the fact that we're expanding in this moment, yes. especially in a pandemic, especially facing everything, the, the what some people have called the dual pandemics of COVID-19 and racism mm-hmm. <laughs> originating in 1619, you no, know, in the American you know, context. Yes. So, I mean, dealing with those two pandemics and also yet, and still the work continues mm-hmm. and the work actually, maybe even more important now than what it was before.
1: I've been amazed at the growth of this ministry. So it started fall 2011 with just me and a laptop and a Facebook page. And then we added a website that now has over a million unique visitors. We added a suite of
0: podcasts. I got to talk about the podcast, man. Come on.
1: We added not just one podcast, but a whole suite of podcasts as a different way to convey the message. We had our first national conference and we did it at a historic black church. Right. And so. Our team has grown uh, to nearly a dozen people, from one person with a vision to now uh, all of these folks who are mission-driven. And yet, especially in 2020, there's still more work to do. They tried to envelop us in darkness, mm-hmm. but that's when our light shines even brighter. Now, they right? tried to Come press on. us down. Come on, Di. but They didn't know we were sitting on a hill. Ah, all right. Ah, okay, they, tried okay. to, they tried to trample us underfoot but they didn't know where the salt of the earth. Ooh. And so we're expanding okay. <laughs> in a okay. time when they thought we were going to contract. Yes. They wanted to diminish us, but we're growing. And so I'm really thrilled to add to what we've been doing. Yes. Through the Witness of Black Christian Collective, I really think has put words to the experiences of black tradition. But now To those words, we're adding deeds.
0: Yeah, I love that concept. Word, where we talk, but we don't just talk. Yes. We have to actually walk that out in how we live. You know, we don't just love in tongue and in speech, but also in deed and in truth, right? To, To borrow from the scriptures. And so how does that look for our next wave and our expansion as we move from just talking about the mission and trying to do it in certain spots to actually funding the mission as well?
1: Yes, the Witness Foundation. I'm thrilled about it. It is my fundamental belief that there are incredibly brilliant Black Christian leaders out there right now who are already doing good work, who already have a compelling vision, and all they need is support to do it.
0: On their own terms. On their own terms. (laughs) Thank you. Was that so important?
1: Yes, yes, yes. So we're not trying to to come in and dictate somebody's vision or how to do it, but, but we trust... Uh, their 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 faith, their vision, and their motivation. And so what we want to do in the pilot year of the Witness Foundation is to fund five promising black Christian leaders at $50,000 apiece each for two years. And in addition to that financial support, we want to give leadership development too. So all of those skills that you need to run your own nonprofit. And so it'll be Uh, uh, organizational leadership, it'll be fundraising, it'll be marketing and advertising, it'll be social impact. And so the idea is that even after this two-year fellowship and even after this funding, you come out with the skills to continue to be an impactful leader in your particular area. So as I have eyes on both the, the Black Christian Collective and the Witness Foundation, we need good leadership in place so those divisions can grow and flourish. And so that's why I'm thrilled that you will be moving from vice president into the president role at the Witness BCC. I, am I blue check verified? I don't have power over that. But you have definitely earned your spot to lead the Black Christian Collective. You've already been. So much of the fuel and the imagination behind the mission and direction of the ministry so far, I couldn't think of a better person on the planet to fill this role and to pass the baton to. So I'm I'm excited.
0: Man, I'm so honored that you have confidence in my leadership and the phenomenal team that we have at yes, The Witness yes. BCC, because it's not just a one man show. It's a phenomenal group of black women and also Black men who are navigating this reality. You know, The Witness exists to educate, encourage, and empower Black Christians so that we can be free in our souls and our bodies. And so we want to do this hard work of proclaiming the truth of God while also reclaiming the stolen parts of our Mm. dignity and identity. Mm. The, The parts of us that have been left unexplored because we've been forced to be someone else or assimilate in a way that's not ourselves, in a way that doesn't lead to our flourishing. And I'm so excited about continuing the pathway toward freedom mm. and to invite a global community of black Christians across the diaspora to walk with us as we create this community and journey toward the freedom that God intends for us to, to realize. It's a journey. It's and a we talk journey. a lot about the marathon, not the sprint. Yeah. We talk a lot about how this is a generational vision, but it's time for us to walk deliberately in that way. It's time for us to pick up the pace, yes. so to speak. Yeah. And even though we're we know we're extending the journey, and it's going to be you know, generations before we see the full realization of all of our freedom. We don't want to half-step in this moment. We actually want to pick up the pace and run in that direction and earnestly press toward that mark.
1: Yeah, yeah. This moment right now, I think that's so powerful. The Bible might say it, for such a time as this the kairos yes yes so we started the conversation talking about 2020 what it's like to be black in 2020 it's it's also a time when we need to think about this word witness and that as people of faith history will record our witness in this moment or our lack of a witness in this moment and so what we need is partners to come alongside of us even as we're expanding we need more support, not less. We need people to step up, not shrink back. We need people to demonstrate courage, not compromise. Mm -hmm. And so the question for our people is, will you be a witness?